Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1372. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Hey there, welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. On the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with my commentary at the end. Now, if you want your question answered right here on the show, you can email it to health at oldpodcast.com. Or... Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask to send in an audio question. Or you can always call in your question by dialing 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. I so appreciate hearing and reading your questions. And by asking me your questions, it tells me that you trust my responses. And that really means a lot, that you trust me to give you the latest and most accurate scientific information. And if you're wondering about my credentials and my background, definitely check out the first Q&A from this month. That's where I go into more details about that. I don't want to talk about myself every Friday, so that's why I only do it once a month now. I actually told my brother Justin of Optimal Living Daily that I hate that part of the Friday Q&As when I have to go into detail about my credentials and my background. So I'm trying to spare me and you from all of that. All right, moving on, let's finally get to today's question and start optimizing your life. Today's question came via email. Michael writes, Hi, love the podcast. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the carnivore diet. Thanks. Thank you for your question and thank you for your trust, Michael. I've actually been receiving more questions about the carnivore diet lately, so the universe must be telling me that it's time I comment on it. When these new diets start to gain popularity, I always look to the proposed mechanisms. Meaning, what do the authors of these diets propose is happening to the body if we were to follow the diet. Meaning, why would this diet help with weight loss or chronic disease prevention or whatever it's proposing to help with? When I read some of the claims about how this diet may improve overall health, 
unfortunately, some red flags jumped out at me. Now, before I get to those, let's make sure we're all on the same page and talk about what the carnivore diet actually is. In general, the carnivore diet is about reducing the intake of plant-based and carbohydrate-rich foods while increasing the intakes of animal-based proteins. So the basic goal is that 100% of our calories each day should come from animal products. The idea is that by doing so, we will be eating more similarly to our ancestors. Sound familiar? Sounds kind of like the paleo diet, and there are similarities. So if we eat more similarly to our ancestors, according to this theory, we may lower our risk of chronic disease because our ancestors didn't seem to suffer from the same diseases that we are plagued by today. The claim is that animal-based proteins are full of vitamins and minerals that are key to maximizing our health. Now, while it's true that animal-based proteins are good sources of vitamins and minerals, this is not enough of an argument to support the carnivore diet. I'll explain. First, the idea that our ancestors ate mostly animal-based proteins is incorrect. Our ancestors ate whatever was available based on where they lived. Some of our ancestors lived in regions where plant-based foods were the main source of calories. Others relied more on animal-based foods. But this likely varied with the season as well. In fact, based on some of the newer gene nutrient studies that are being published, we're finding that some ethnic groups may be more likely to experience whole body inflammation when they eat red meat. These early studies have found that those whose ancestry traces back to Southeast Asia may be more likely to experience this systemic whole body inflammation when consuming red meat, whereas those of Northern European ancestry may be less likely. Nutritional anthropologists basically those that study what and how our ancient ancestors ate, well, they discovered that many ethnic groups actually relied more on plant-based foods for their calories when compared to animal-based proteins. So the claim that our ancestors mostly ate animal products is not necessarily true. Next, we're learning from multiple studies, and when I say multiple, I mean many, that eating more animal-based products increases disease risk for most everyone, regardless of ancestry. Study after study after study have found that increased consumption of animal-based proteins is associated with increased risk for stomach and colon cancer. Depending on how fatty the meat is, there's also an increased risk for liver cancer and the development of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We've also learned that consuming more animal proteins may reduce the health of the gut microbiome. More animal proteins often leads to less consumption of dietary fiber. Meats, eggs, poultry, and cheese do not contain any fiber. Yet, like we talked about earlier this week, we know that dietary fiber is important for the growth and diversity of the good bacteria in our intestines, meaning the gut microbiome. Higher numbers of good bacteria and more diversity among these bacteria are believed to promote the health of our gut, which may mean a healthier body overall. This may be partly because about 70% of our immune cells, meaning our body's defense against disease and harmful pathogens, is found in the gut. So a healthy gut may mean a healthier immune system overall. A healthy immune system may mean less risk for disease. And lastly, and probably most importantly, we have many studies that have found that consuming more plant-based foods decreases our risk for many diseases, including heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and cancer. Now, we want to be careful here. 
more plant-based can be misinterpreted to mean more French fries, pasta, and rice. These are all plant-based, right? Yes. But while consuming these foods in moderation is perfectly fine, I love me my French fries, we really do want to increase our consumption of green leafy vegetables and red and orange fruits and vegetables. In fact, a number of studies have found that following a Mediterranean-type diet can help prevent a number of chronic diseases and may also help with weight loss. Now, a Mediterranean-type diet is basically one that emphasizes daily consumption of whole grains, nuts, seeds, beans, and lentils, as well as green leafy, red, and orange vegetables. Red meat is consumed on a monthly basis when following this eating pattern, whereas poultry and eggs are consumed on a weekly basis. Following an eating pattern like this that emphasizes consuming five to nine combined servings of fruits and vegetables each day, along with moderation of grains, especially whole grains, repeatedly has been found to reduce our risk for disease. So here's the bottom line. The carnivore diet is highly restrictive. Again, those that support this diet believe that 100% of our calories each day should come from animal-based products. When we restrict ourselves from eating foods that we enjoy, like grains, like other fruits and vegetables, it tends to backfire. We have studies that support this idea that when we restrict ourselves, it tends to backfire. Plus, I'm concerned that the foods that are being restricted on this diet are really important for our overall health and wellness. So, until we have well-designed, long-term studies to show that the carnivore diet reduces our risk for disease, I think it's safer to stick to what most studies have found up until this point, that consuming five to nine combined servings of fruits and vegetables each day may lower disease risk for most people. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And thank you again for the question, Michael. If you want to submit a question, you can email one to health at oldpodcast.com. And even on Spotify, you can see a spot right there on this episode where you can type and send in your question. Or if you want your voice heard on the show, you can call 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. And another way to hear your voice on the show, especially if you want to listen back to your question and do retakes before submitting it, is to send your audio question via oldpodcast.com ask. We have plenty of ways you can submit a question. And remember, I cover diet and nutrition, fitness, stress, and lots more. So don't be shy. Definitely send me those questions. It's my favorite part of hosting the show.
All right, thank you so much for listening every day and all the way through. Oh, I almost forgot. Have a very happy holiday weekend for those of us in the US, but I'll be here all weekend and on the holiday on Monday. So I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.